just go and do it. Whether walking is your thing, rollerblading, take your dogs for a jog, go to the park, go to the gym, just move in some way. And by doing that, you're increasing not only your capacity for stressful environments, stressful things, but you're adding a little bit to your health. just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what shape you're in now. Staying in shape is so important for our mental health, physical health, and our financial health. So how do we get in shape and what's the correlation between health and wealth? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions, to give us some guidance and help us stay in the best financial shape possible, The Retirement Trainer, Ed Sedell. Hey, Ed. Leanne, good morning. How are you? Good, good. Getting all organized. It's Monday again. It is. And what a shock. It happens all over every week. It starts on the same day. It's crazy. Some days, Mondays hurt. So Yeah, yeah. More than others. Well, more than others. And the short weeks like last week, the holiday week, it's those are those are actually, harder. Four days a week is kind of my pace. There you so, go. So. Yeah, that would be bad. No. All right. So never get anything done. Anyway. Go ahead. Well, I, no, I mean, everyone always wants to know, you know, why we always talk about, you know, health and wealth together. And um, but yeah, the correlation, I mean, they're, they're really synonymous when, when you think about it. I mean, they really are, because um, and I say this all the time. It really has. It doesn't matter how much money you have. I mean, you can have all the money in the world. No one else has a penny. You have it all. But if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. You've said that many, so, many times. So many times. Right. And, you know, when we're talking about health and, and finances, um, you know, when, and we saw it this past year, you know, not to bring up COVID again, but it's a real deal. And we're, we're still kind of going through that recession uh, right now. And, you know, when people's finances are affected, it has uh, a negative effect on your health because of the stress and, and everything else. So they really do kind of go hand in hand. And it's just like anything else. Um you know, you need to have a plan. So when things go bad, you know, you need to know what, what to do next. Um, and, and it's the same thing when you go to work out, you know, whether you're running, you know, you just don't put on shoes. I guess some people do and they, and they go for a run, but you know, how far are you going to go? Where are you going to go? You know, so that that way you can track and monitor and make sure that 
you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do and, and you get better every time you do it. Same thing with lifting weights, right? Yeah. And that's why people like classes so much. At least me. <laughs> I like to walk <laughs> the in. The trainer. Yeah. You have it all planned out for me already. And my brain just um, needs to focus in on, on seeing what somebody else lays out in front of me. It gives me a feeling of accomplishment. And sometimes I push myself a little bit harder when I'm in a class than when it's just me in my basement. <laughs> well, right. Because of accountability. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really what yeah. it comes to. And, it, and it's the same thing when it comes to a financial plan. You know, when you have that roadmap laid out, your goals, you, you know what it is that you want, and then someone helps you lay it out, you know, and you know what to do next to make sure that you're in the best financial shape possible when you retire. But, you know, we've seen it so much um, over this last year, the effect that this last year has had on people's um, health and, and financial well-being um, that we decided to invite back. Welcome back, Alex. Yeah. Alex White. Thank you so much for having me yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. We, we had such a, a great response the last time we were here. We decided to, to invite you back and do round two, if that's all right. Awesome. I love it. There was a lot of loose ends, a lot of things that we didn't dive into that I think we could have gotten into. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad you're back. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So again, just as a reminder, just in case you didn't catch the the first podcast, um, you, you know, Alex is the co-founder of Peak Human Performance. Columbus, Ohio, actually, the Dublin slash Plain City. Yeah, right there on, right on the cusp. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, last time we talked a, a whole lot about health and wealth and, you know, everyone needs a trainer no matter what it is that you do. Leanne just talked about being able to shut off and, and following instructions and being trained and, you know, and, and I wish we had recorded after we shut it off last time, some of the things that we were talking about, you know, the impact that this has had on, on kids and the importance of the habits, right? Developing those habits at an early age, whether it's fiscal responsibility, you know, physical health, you know, and doing things the right way. Because if uh, you save the wrong way, if you, you spend the wrong way, if you lift the wrong way, um, train the wrong way, you know, you can get hurt. Well, even more detrimental if you just think the wrong way. Mm, yeah. And that's the foundation yeah. is, is the thought process. You know, for me, it's been, you know, 37 years of exploration, you know, learning because as a kid growing up, not necessarily being taught how to think dynamically, how to, right. you know, how to make mistakes and understand that that's okay, right? You come up in a system 20, 30 years ago that was designed to make you say like, all right, either you're an A or you're an F, you know, this was right or this was wrong. And, and it was never really teaching you, okay, it's wrong because of this and here's how we fix it. And it's okay that it was wrong because this is part of the process of getting better. And it's okay to fail. It's okay it's to okay fail. It's okay to fail. That's, Absolutely. And know, that's how we learn. That's it. Right? Yeah. And, and it's the idea, the thought being taught that that's okay and learning. So even from a financial perspective, you know, I've got a two and a half year old that, um, we are talking about the, the concepts I'm laying the groundwork for her in the concepts of what we do with money or how we think about money, you know, because she, she will see like a penny on the ground and she goes, oh, I want those monies, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and I laugh about that because it's so cute. But at the same time, it's like, I want to make sure that I'm fostering an environment where she's 
understanding the responsibility that comes with that and how to be intelligent about those things. So it's one of those things where I think when you talk about all the things that we need to be taught as children, how to think is one of the most important ways. Yeah. And, and then it becomes a situation where, um, well, I mean, it, it becomes habitual, right? Yeah, exactly. it, you know, and, and it's those habits, good or bad, that really develop. And it's hard when you get to be my age at, at 23. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Really? Come on, well, you kind of left me speechless. So <laughs> she was like, ah, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, huh? Catching up a little yeah. bit. Well, well, you know, it, it, the older you are, the harder it is to break those habits and, oh, yeah. and, and reform them, right? Um, well, it, you know what? It's actually really interesting. So um, as we're talking, you know, I brought two things that I thought were uh, pertinent to our conversation that are extensions from what we had kind of talked about after the microphones turned off last week mm -hmm. or a couple weeks ago. And in the habit aspect is actually one of those things where we start talking about brain development. For a long time, the ideology from a scientific perspective was that you got what you got and that's it. And what we are finding out more and more, literally it feels like every month, every quarter, you know, something new is being published. Some fantastic study is coming out that's just reinforcing the knowledge that as human beings, regardless of the age, neuroplasticity is something that we have the ability to form. And creating new habits are things that we have control over regardless of age. So when you're talking about being uh, late to the game in starting your habits in, in investing, you have the ability to create new lines in your brain that make it easy for you to do that. It is all about how you structure the incentive. And what we spent a lot of time talking about last time was what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. If the purpose is important and it's driving you, you're going to be connected. So now you have these. This, and it's clear. And it's clear. It's clear. That's you, it. You understand and you can connect with it. You got I mean, it. And that's, that's the whole, right? And then the next thing is the environment, you know? And, and I think, you know, now with, uh, you know, technology, the way that it is things like acorn and, you know, other easy ways to start investing, you can make it automatic for yourself, even as simple as, Hey, redirect this fixed amount or this percentage, you know, every month, every week, like it's just, it's just taking the time to do it and making sure that you understand the value behind it. Yeah. And it, it's that decision, right? You, you've, you've got to decide. And so I, you know, I always tell people when, when I'm teaching a class, you know, if, if you look at it as a timeline, right? So you're where we're at right now, okay, to some point in time down the road, we're all going to be in our future financial situation, Absolutely. right? And it, whether it's tomorrow or 20 years from now, that's going to be the future. And so... Um, you know, we all have to decide, you know, what we're going to do during that time period, because we're all going to be in one of four situations. We're either going to be in the ideal situation, right? Um, we're going to be in an okay situation. Um, you know, and unfortunately some people, you know, are not, they're going to be in a poor situation and, and, you know, we're seeing it right now where some people are in crisis and that's the big difference between deciding to make a change and just kind of drifting and in, in doing what you're doing. Yeah, we refer to that as um, like thriving, striving, or surviving. And it's this, it's this movement that we take in our lives, in our confidence, and what we do, how we execute, 
you know, when things get tough, we instantly go to this state of survival and we turn inward. That's it. We turn inward. And now we're saying like, well, what are the minimum things that I need? I need this. I can get rid of that. I can, you know, and then when we, we feel like we've got a plan and we've got some confidence behind it. Now we really start pushing into that. Like, all right, I'm striving now. Like I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good with this. And then all of a sudden when things click, now it's like, yo, I'm thriving. Like this is automatic. I don't have to think I'm not worried. And those, we look at those as being like the three phases of life. And oftentimes, you know, you refer to the financial timeline and, you know, the, the gift of compounding time and interest. Right. Well, that's the compounding effect, the compounding effect, you know, that's uh, what is it? Einstein says that's like the seventh wonder of the world or something along those lines. Eighth wonder of the world. Eighth wonder of the world. The greatest scientific discovery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're absolutely right. And it's the same concept when we talk about fitness, you know, I think that people get acclimated to the concept that uh, if I go and do this for the short time, I'm going to get this result. But COVID, even in my own personal experience, having caught COVID, right, knowing that I've spent a lifetime, sometimes it's consistent every day, sometimes twice a day, working out, stretching, eating, doing all sorts of things, right? And then other days when it's busy, you're not in that same rhythm. But over the period of time of my life, over the last year, several years, led up to I got sick. And my body was able to handle it really well, better than a lot of other people. And and for me, as someone who doesn't get sick often, it was uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It was uncomfortable, absolutely. But it was manageable. And all of the things that I've done prior to that, leading up to that experience, going through that, one of the things that I kept telling and talking to my clients about and talking to our, our community about was, the feeling knowing that if I wasn't as strong cardiovascularly as I, as I was, right. man, like even the difficulty that I could feel, I could feel that change. If I was not in shape with that, I, I could only imagine how difficult that could be for someone. Oh, a- absolutely. I, I mean, so, I mean, you had a plan, you've been working that plan for, for decades. It's a lifestyle. Right? It's, a yeah. li- it's a lifestyle. And that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. And um, it didn't mean that you were immune, but it gave you the ability to bounce back that much quicker. And, yeah. and, you know, you're, you're going to have peaks and valleys, but you know, it's being able to reduce those peaks and, and, you know, lessen those valleys. I mean, that's really what it comes and, down to. Yeah. Financial health works the same way. Financial yeah, health, you, know, it, it, you account it does. for you, some of those blows that you get along the way. And it means just a stabling force for you very much the way our bodies work. It's kind of like gives you that peace. Uh, I don't, I want to call it peace. It just gives you the ability to have that to moment. recover that much quicker. Yeah. And yeah. recover. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think about it like this, I, I, like, um, I'm a huge fan of Ray Dalio mm-hmm. and, um, we talk about the market resetting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like, if you think about it, it takes what, three years for the market to tank and then it grows for the next nine, 10 years and then it tanks and then it grows and it tanks and it grows. And it's just this ebb and flow. But if you look back over the last 40, 50 years of the market, which way is it going? Up. 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 Yeah. yeah. You know, and when we think about our lives, I think people get fixated on like what's happening at this one point 
irrespective of what's happening over the bigger picture. And again, like there are gonna be times when you're able to do what you gotta do. And then, you know, you get a new job, boom. All right, now you, you gotta take a back seat and redirect your focus. And right. then you're back on it, you got it done. And now you got kids and then you got this and then you got grandkids and then you got, you know, you got all these changes. Life happens. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, do what you need to do. 20% of the time, shift gears, download, like fix it. And it's just, you know, I think it, it works with the financial aspect. It, and it does, you know, and it's all timing too, right? So if you have that plan in place, I mean, um, you know, whether you're injured or, you know, you're working that plan. And so let's just say that that's the valley, yeah. right? And so, you know, it's going to be short term, but if you were doing what you're supposed to be doing the whole way, your recovery, your lifestyle, your diet, um, you know, you, you've kind of built that uh, Kevlar around your cells and, you know, so your immune system and you're going to be able to bounce back a lot quicker. And it's the same thing financially because you can't time the market. No. Yeah, I know. Um, I, you, but what you can do is kind of set it up in such a way that um, if the market does tank, it's really not going to affect your ability to live. You know, and it's yeah. the same thing when you get injured, right? Well, it, well this is, it's funny because as you're talking about it, the thing that I'm picturing right now is, like you said, you can't control what the market does. And, and as a coach or as an athlete, I can't control what's happening in life. Like I can sprain my ankle, tear my ACL. Um, if I'm an adult, you know, I've had female clients let me know, hey, you know, I'm pregnant again. And I had this whole plan laid out and we've got this whole, and now it's like, all right, we got to redirect this. Or, you know, I've got a client says, hey, you know, I've been diagnosed with X, Y, and Z. All right, cool. Here, you know, like the market and what life throws at you are always going to ebb and flow. But what we're talking about is developing the skills to basically shift our focus in a bucket. And let's say, for example, there's two points that I want to make here. The first point is, if you do get injured, right, you, you have to have knee surgery, right? The compounding effect of all of the work that you've done leading up to that is going to allow you to recover from that that much quicker, right. that much faster, that much better. And in those moments when you're not able to run or bike or do the things that you normally would be doing, in order to keep yourself healthy, it's just about shifting the focus. The exercise piece may adjust a little bit. Maybe you go into swimming for a, a bit, right? You adjust this bucket here where instead of like you, you we, we might invest more into stocks and, and take a little bit more out of bonds, you know? It's the same thing. Hey, I'm gonna pull back a little bit on the exercise output piece. I'm gonna focus on these lower, um, you know, lower activity exercises. And I'm going to focus more on what my nutrition looks like. I'm going to focus more on what my mindset looks like so that I'm not letting my ego, you know, pick at me and about dictate. the fact that, yeah, that I can't do this. And, you know, and I think that it's, it's crazy how we're talking about this that has so many similarities and correlations. Yeah. And, and so, all right, let, let's, let's, uh, take the abstract of that, right? And say, okay, um, if you had the right lifestyle, the right diet, the right nutrition, you're going to be able to bounce back, you know, but let's look at it a different way. Maybe, you know, let's just say that you not only didn't have those, or maybe you did, but you were working out the wrong way. And because yeah. you did it the wrong way, you had the wrong information and you let your ego kind of dictate what, what it was that you're going to do. That's what actually caused the injury, Absolutely. you know? So you, you can actually look at it both ways. And 
sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And, and leaning on those experts, I mean, it, it makes a world of difference. Um, all right. So I'm going to throw it out here. A couple of years ago, um, I couldn't move. I, I actually <laughs> couldn't walk up the steps. Do you remember what I called Yeah, it? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Alex, okay. I can't move. He and, would sneeze and he'd be done for oh, yeah. an entire I, I week. I'd bend over, be pick awful. up a, yeah. a, a pencil and I was done. And so, um, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, stretching the wrong way. You know, I wasn't doing and just coming over, you know, the, the time that you spent with me, we worked up that plan and, and quite honestly, Leanne will testify, I still do it every morning. You know, I, I do, it's, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, um, you know, I, I do those, those rolling exercises and, and, and it does, it's not perfect, but when my, but you're not having that out, same problem, I'm not having that same problem and I recovered that much quicker. So doing the wrong thing put me in the situation that I was and, uh, doing the right thing again, you know, it's, it doesn't prevent it, but it makes it that much easier to recover. And I got to tell you my entire life, I've told you, I'm not a fan of, of, of working out, but I watch him every single morning. He does the exact same thing. (laughs) But when I say it's contagious, um, when you have, uh, somebody that their frame of mind is one foot in front of the other and we're going to go through the motions even on the days that I don't feel like it. Those are the big overcoming moments that I think I watch people both financially, like you said earlier, choosing, choosing to say, making that active decision. And I think that works for your health as well. You have to make that active decision that it's not just going to be till I lose 20 pounds. It's going to be a lifestyle. So um, that's what I get. I watch people get caught up in, in, in weight. I watch people in, in body issues. And once they feel like they've accomplished that body issue, it's no longer a priority. Yeah. And um, that's where I think a lot of people, similarly, I want to save $15,000 or I want to buy a house and then check the box. It's done. But I think what we're trying to say here is this is a... It's got to continue. Yeah, it, it really is. So are you guys, are either of you familiar with game theory? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is something that I really nerded out on like maybe a year and a half ago. And my mind at the time was just so enamored with this concept and how it fit in with people that I know, both from coaching, uh, maybe as an athlete, but really adults and and clients that aren't competing for something because you either have this infinite mindset, which is the lifestyle, or you've got this finite mindset. I'm only going to do this until I get this. And, And really getting comfortable and familiar with those theories and the ideas behind them completely changed the way that I viewed clients when they would come in and we would do our strategy sessions because the way that they're talking to me and telling me what values they have is telling me what their mindset is, whether this is an infinite or a finite person. And and strictly from that conversation, I have been so much better at discerning how to approach them to help them understand where their pitfalls are going to be and to help overcome them. And managing their expectations. And managing their expectations. Absolutely. Well, I do want to know how you overcome because I am a highly competitive person, but I'm like competitive to the end of the race. So I want to win. Yeah. But there is a, a finite time frame for me. So I, how do you overcome when you have, obviously I have somebody that is very 
focused on workout and lifestyle and that makes it a little bit easier. But I am curious, I do have a son that I believe is, he sees the goal line and that's as far as he's going to go. And so you got to continue to say, no, no, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. From my experience in working, you know, again, with a variety of people, that finite mindset you have to take that person from the here and the now, and you've got to take them up to the 30,000 view. And from there, you need to start having a different conversation with them about how this maybe plays in with whatever the next thing is, right? Because you, you have to think, if their only focus is from here to the goal line, well, what is our pursuit? What is our action? How are we interacting with you know, the other people, the players, the teammates, the coaches around me to get from here to there. Is this building uh, in terms of evolution, the communication skills, the work ethic, the right? Because the reason why I love athletics and training per se training specifically is because the work that you put in physically is only a representation of what you are mentally capable of handling. And there are studies after studies or study after study that proves why we're able to manage so much more in our day-to-day -day after having exercised is because we are stretching our capacity for stress management and the changes in our physiology are making it so that we're able to receive bad information or good information or things that might cause us to go. And the chemicals go. in the brain, the neuropathy. And the chemicals in the brain now change how we respond to that. So if I haven't been working out or I haven't been putting myself through basically the ringer to some degree, my threshold for stress is significantly lower my breathing and my physical control is significantly lower. Therefore, I respond and react to things sharper, faster, maybe more aggressively or without creating space to think all the way through it, hmm. right? So when we're talking about, even we go back to this concept of infinite and finite, it's can you get that person to pull out of this, this small space for the moment to help them look from the top down okay, this is just a chapter, but how does how do the skills and the experiences of this chapter fit in with how you want the end of this book to go? But more importantly, how is that going to set you up for the next five or six books that you read? Or, you know, and it's just the one thing about sports and communication and the team and all that sort of stuff that you go through, how does that translate into the work environment, right? How, your relationship and taking critical feedback from a coach. The discipline, the, the, the failure. The failure, absolutely. You, you know, I mean, we we barely touch on it, but that's such a big part of it. And learning, uh, you know, mentally, you know, how to deal with that physical loss, the emotional loss. I had a, a Bible study mentor once tell me, do not try and protect yourself from the lessons. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, that God is placing in front. Don't try and protect your kids from that because failure is that big lesson. Yeah. And you, you know, um, there, there's so many people that have failed in, oh, I'm trying to, now my mind just completely went blank here. Um, shoot Thomas Edison. There you go. And what it took, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, you failed over 10,000 times, you know, trying to, yeah. And he goes, no, no, no. It's, it's just each failure was one step closer to success. And, you know, 
And the reason he was able to do that is because, you know, I'm going to bring him back around. He was able to track and monitor what he was doing so that he knew all the tests so that he didn't go back and repeat the bad behavior. You got it. Right. Yeah. And it's the same thing when it comes to working out and exercising. Um, and it's the same thing with finances too. So going, you were, you were talking about Alex, about the, the difference between people who think long-term and for the moment, Yeah. um, you know, and setting those expectations, you know, for us, it's the same thing. <laughs> we get calls from people. Oh, the market was up. What do we do? The market went down. What do we do? You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. Let's, Stay the course. Yeah. L- let's look at the bigger picture here and look at the plan. We're, we're going to work your plan. We're tracking and monitoring. And that's why, you know, when we're looking at the, the, the mental and physical health, you know, it gives you the ability to, I think for me personally, if I don't, if I don't do my normal routine in the morning, my stretching and working out and, you know, my, my other things that Leanne makes fun of me of, <laughs> I don't have the ability to cope as well. Yeah. You know, um, because I feel like I left something out. I, you know, I, I left that void and then going back and looking at the results. Oh, wait a minute. I'm on my, I'm still on my target. I'm still okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Alex made the reference the last time that we talked about breathing and honest to goodness, I couldn't get over how simple, but how important. So, and that's kind of the, just the taking the deep breath and how different that makes everything. Everything kind of builds on that, the, the breathing aspect. I mean, I've sat through a lot of yoga classes. I never really got it. And yet when you mentioned that the last time I was like, that's something that's so simple to build upon, but it's so foundational. And I... (laughs) No, well, it is. I, no, I'm, when I I'm, say that, it's deep yeah, breathing. I'm yeah. not just breathing in and out. Yes, I hold no, my breath. No, I'm, I'm laughing because he, he made fun of me. I, I don't, you probably don't remember this. So it was, I think it was the first day and I was in so much pain and you, you know, roll and I'm like, you know, the angst on my face, the pain was on my face. <laughs> Do you remember saying it? Yeah. You know exactly where I'm going. And you're like, hey, Ed, just it, your face, you look goofy. It looks horrible. Just, just stop. And be calm in your face and the pain will feel that much better. I know it sounds weird. And I think about that all and it does, you know, when I'm I'm doing different things and, and I, I can feel the the pain on my face by the, the grimaces and everything, and then I I calm it down and it's so much easier and it goes right to the breathing. Yeah. No, it really does, Leanne. And that's why that's what made me think of it, because you know, it uh, w- when you feel the pain you know, you can't breathe and you start to panic and, you know, it, it's... Everything tightens up. It, it, yeah, it does. Well, it's, it's so funny because when we talk about, you know, the, the human animal, right? Yeah. Um, before we could communicate, we relied on uh, nonverbal communication cues, body language, facial expressions, pointing, like that sort of thing. There's so much value in being aware of how we carry ourselves. So there was this study that was done about smiling, right? If you're in a bad mood, bite a pencil. Well, why would you bite the pencil? Because biting the pencil raises the cheeks and just those muscles themselves getting into that faux smile position starts to change what's happening in your brain, the chemistry. And then all of a sudden you start laughing at yourself because you're like, ah, you you know what I mean? And it's like, that was one of those like simple tricks that changes it. So, you know, when we start talking about getting into stretching, I literally said this to somebody this morning and I've kind of evolved that concept to basically being like, Hey, imagine you're playing poker and you don't want your body to, to have a tell. You don't want your face to show 
what you're experiencing right now. That's and, great. And, you know, when you start doing the, mm, rah, rah, and your body's crunching up. Oh, just, and, yeah, by the way, you know, making goofy face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think they could tell by the, <laughs> you know, um, but when you start doing that, right. You're sending a message to the rest of the body. Hey, something's not right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you got this kink here. All right. That's saying you're seeing something that you don't like, or you're experiencing something that I don't like. The rest of the body now starts to pull in to defend against that. And that's where we start to get tight. And if you think about not exercising, not breathing, not taking time to stretch, if you're stretching incorrectly, you're not breathing through it. If you don't know what it should feel like, you're basically taking two heads and you're just banging them back and forth together the entire time. And you're never getting to that point of release. Right. But when you start building in that conscious awareness of your body and your, your physical state, you start compounding that with breath control, you know, the inhale, the exhale, the holding, the timing, the tempo of those things, you're able to literally orchestrate your body in a way that can get changes so fast but you got to learn how to control those other parts first. All right. So let's do this because we're, we're, uh, we're, we're getting a little long here. Um, so give some words of advice. All right, Alex. I mean, what, you know, what would you tell somebody knowing what everyone's going through right now? Yeah. You know, what, you know, doing as being the pro, the trainer that you are food for thought. I think that there are two things that everybody can do uh, every day that will have a dramatic change or have a dramatic impact on their life. Okay. The first one is you need to create space for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that that space can be as simple as 10 minutes, right? And you wanna fit it in, in like a habit stack, right? Where the typical habit stack for most people is, they wake up, they go to the bathroom, they brush their teeth, they wash their face, they go to the you know kitchen, they make their coffee, that you know, they've got these blind habits that they go through, right? right? But somewhere in there, creating the intention to sit down for a moment and just take five minutes to breathe and take stock. What are you thinking about? What are you worried about? What are you excited about? And we call this a brain dump. Mm -hmm. So you breathe for five minutes and you just kind of let yourself get together. And then you set a timer, no longer than five minutes, and you just write. We're not writing for grammar, punctuation, clear thought, anything. Just write. And your brain will get all of that information out on paper. And then later on, you can go back and decipher it. But the, the most important part is not about going back into deciphering. It's giving your brain an outlet to get all of that stuff that you're trapped up in your head thinking about down on paper. Because once it's out of your head, it's not spinning anymore. You're not trying to run it to the end of the line thinking like, oh, I got to deal with this and I got to buy this and that vendor's here. And you know, we got, you know, get it out. And once it's out, your brain will naturally work through the problems of the day and it will point you in the direction you need to go. Because you just filed it. Because you, you just filed it. filed it. That's it. And it oh, takes- I love that. It literally takes five minutes to breathe for a minute. You get yourself composed. You set a timer for five minutes. And when the timer is done, be specific about putting the pen down. Because some people are like, well, I'm just gonna go a couple more minutes and I wanna get these more <laughs> thoughts out. And it's like, no, you're missing the point, right? Yeah. Be because then the next time you go to do 
it, you're going to go, oh, well, that was 12 minutes and I don't have 12 minutes. It's like, no, you only get five minutes. So write. Don't think, just write. That's the first thing. Give yourself some clarity, some space, and some breath. The next thing is movement. And whatever the movement is, it doesn't matter. Just go and do it. Whether walking is your thing, rollerblading, take your dogs for a jog, go to the park, go to the gym, just move in some way. And by doing that, you're increasing not only your capacity for stressful environments, stressful right. things, mm -hmm. but you're adding a little bit to your health. You're, you're getting your heart rate up. You're getting your heart rate down. We were humans. We are, our bodies are made to move. So move your body, you know, in whatever way that is. And it can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour and 10 minutes. Whatever your schedule, whatever your time will permit, just do something. And that's the thing that I, I always get nervous about. You see, there's these studies. Um, I, I get nervous because like my grandmother, you know, she's, she has, when my grandfather passed away, she went into a home and, uh, you know, I got into reading about what should she be doing and, you know, and what you start to see is always the thing that they stop going out and doing yard work. They stop yeah. raking, walking up and down. You know, now everything is in one space. It's all flat surface. They don't have to think. And then they start losing their balance and then they fall down. And because they're not moving, those muscles have atrophied and it's just a downward spiral from there. It and really is. It is. We yeah. see it all the time. Yep. You know, fam with our own family and, and clients. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that the, the movement piece is so vitally important. And if you can get the movement down and you're ready and you want to expand on that in another way because of your vision of what your life is going to be like, mm -hmm. if your vision is, you know, 75 and active in traveling and, you know, going on uh, cruises and kayaking and climbing and getting up and down off the ground with your grandkids, those are ways that you can train and move your body to do that proficiently, you know? Awesome. Without pain. So I think those are the two key pieces. Well, and, and we had talked before, you, you said that, uh, you know, for, you know, all those listening to the podcast, you know, you're going to do something special, right? Yeah. So what, uh, what I've got set up and we'll put it in the show notes is a link. Okay. They can just go in, submit their information and what they'll get is a series of emails. Um, there's, uh, things about mindset, like some of the stuff that we're talking about here. There's some things about upper body stretches that they can do to help take off some pressure from their traps and their shoulders. Uh, we did one that was all about, lower extremity with the hamstrings, hips, and glutes. Um, and I just gave some examples and, uh, you know, just a lot of things that I really want to provide value for. Right. Right. Just if, to if, help people out. Yeah. If yeah. somebody goes in, I want them to walk away with two or three golden nuggets that they can implement into their daily routine. Awesome. To make them better. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how can people get a hold of you? Well, if they want to get in, in contact with me, they can send me an email, alex at peakhumanperformance.us. Great. Well, Again, awesome information. I think I got more out of this. I, not that the the last time that we were together, it was fabulous information. But uh, again, the nuggets, I got another one. So thanks very much. I really appreciate it. And again, if you are looking for some help from Ed on your finances or getting yourself in shape financially, please uh, reach out to us at info at egsifinancial.com, or you can give the office a call at 614-526-4118 or visit our website at www.egsifinancial.com. Thanks, Ed. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. Alex, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs>
the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for. A happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.